Gentlemen. Hey. 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 What is going on? Man, it's Oof. bright. It's bright out. It is. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's right. Uh, we uh, had a little uh, scheduling snafu because my house is, it's, God, it's so close. It's like 95% done, but uh, we had to shuffle some things around. So we were recording in the morning. Yes, in we the are. morning today. Yeah. Uh, During the work day. Yeah. All business. Shh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Not during the workday. This was a planned time off no, for me. This is our lunch break. <laughs> oh, right, right. That's it. And I'm just getting up. I'm on West Coast that's time. Right. Yeah. Appreciate that, Greg. You got your coffee? You know it. Oh, shoot. It's Good. 8 a.m., isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? Here's the deal. I have to, um, I have a, f- a flight out of here to catch at 12.30, roughly. Perfect. And so okay. I... I was going to have to, like, be up and doing stuff anyway. So you're saying we got to keep this to three hours or less? Something like that? Yeah, that would be the maximum. Okay. If you, guys, okay. If, if you think All we right. can keep it to that, that'd be great. Jay, quick question. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a, uh, somebody doing dentistry upstairs? <laughs> I'm actually, guys, I should have mentioned this uh, from the off. I'm actually reporting from the Ukraine right Ooh. now. Oh, um, wow. I'm down in a bunker. And, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I hear it. The fighting has intensified. Sounds like they're vacuuming. <laughs> no. I honestly don't know what is going on exactly, other than they're completely ripping up my floors right now, mm. like directly uh, above me right now. Cool. Whoa. Cool, cool. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Um. <laughs> yes. I certainly can. <laughs> it sounds like people are shaking all the floors, and uh, yeah, and there's a dentist performing a, a root canal. <laughs> Uh, my apologies, listeners. Uh, like I said, this is this is the one time that we can get <laughs> this, this done. Funny, hey, this is how the sausage uh, gets made. We gotta, we gotta do that's this. right. That's right. <laughs> no, they they rolled in. There's a crew of like five of them up there, and they've been working for two hours now. They already have all of the floors up, and like the, they're starting to lay the underlayment down. Mm-hmm. And these guys might be done today. It's it's really incredible the Isn't speed. It, right that now. is cool how quick they work. Yeah. I mean, yep. It's, it's neat. Right on. So, yeah. Again, apologies for the noise, but uh, I'm not going to go up there and tell them to stop. I don't know if you no. deal. deal. No. Let me talk, uh, let me talk, talk to them. Something. Show. Let me talk to them. I, I think. Okay. <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm. Hey, guys, uh, Greg Lohman's on the phone. Greg. Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> 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 um, so I say we get, get things started nice. and uh, just see where things go. Let's what do, you do say? it. Yeah, yeah, Let's do, do it. it. Cool. Check it Yes, that's right. You're tuned in. You should check it out. Hammering, banging, and sawing since 2018? 2019? 2018, I think, is when we started. 18, right? Yeah, we're coming up. Yeah. Yeah, we're in four, year four. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they're, they're still going at it up there, huh? They still are. Mm-hmm. I was going to just let the intro just be... <laughs> but uh, That industrial know. sound. That's good. That's right. Um, yeah, this is uh, episode 166, coming Ooh. at you on a beautiful Thursday, and my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. we got an awesome show for you today. I'm going to be talking about a uh, country legend, mm-hmm. superstar. Mm-hmm. I think Nick's going to be talking about this, and this is going to come as a shock. Nick's going to talk about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. No, no, oh, but music theory. Oh, music theory, as, as vis-a-vis King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I guess there. if you want to just bury the lead, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I do. That's, that's what I it do. It is what you do. It is what you do. Yep. I've come I've come to uh, accept this. Yep. <laughs> and Greg's going to be talking about a great frontman 
who uh, apparently has spent 40, 40 years making music, which just makes me feel really old. I can't believe how he feels. Yeah, exactly. I think he tells you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that I've uh, ruined everybody's mornings, no. um, let me go ahead and get started here. No. Um, guys, very saddened to hear last week, um, and it was funny. I, Not funny. I, I was kind of sitting at work. And two people texted me, and one person IM'd me, all within the space of about 30 minutes, to let me know that uh, country music icon and queen of country music, Loretta Lynn, passed away mm. uh, last week, October 4th, at oh. the grand old age of 90. Wow. Yeah. Wow, this really did blow up on all of the news networks. It was like, it was a, yeah. it was a barrage of alerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It really was. Well, Loretta Lynn is a pretty big deal, making music since 1960 or so. Okay. She had 50, 50 top 10 singles. Holy cow. And 16 number one albums. 16 number one albums. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Touched a lot of people. Was a great ambassador for the music. So I thought I'd get us kicked off tonight by playing one of my favorite Loretta Lynn songs. This is a good one. It's uh, Don't Come Home With Drinking With Lovin' On Your Mind. Thought I'd be waiting up when you came home last night You'd been out with all the boys and you ended up half tired But liquor and love, they just don't mix Leave the bottle or me behind Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that's great. I appreciate being she had a pretty good line sober, about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she uh, had a pretty good line about that song, too. She's like, that, that, that song works either way. You could have Don't Come Home With Drinking With Loving On Your Mind or Don't Come Home With Loving With Drinking On Your Mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. It's reversible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. She's awesome, man. I, I, she uh, was kind of an ambassador for women in country music. Um, right. She was the one of the first women inducted in the con- Country Music Hall of Fame. Okay. She was born back in 1932 in Butcher Holler, Butcher Holler, Kentucky. Butcher Holler. And uh, you know, her famous song, and uh, there was a, actually a biopic made in the 80s about her called Coal Miner's Daughter. Right. Um, and she actually was a coal miner's daughter. Mm-hmm. That, ho- that entire song is just really just a representation of the true facts of her life. It's a really hard Scrabble upbringing. I think she was the second of eight kids. Okay. Something like that. Her dad was a coal miner and a farmer, basically lived on this farm. She got married when she was 15. Wow. As you do. And by the time she was 20, she was a mother of four. Wow. Yep. And then by the time she started her recording career, when she was 30, she had another set of twins. So she had six six kids when she started her recording career at age 30. 1960. Holy cow. 
Interesting. So it was one of those things that she wanted to do and fought for and was not going to let family life or, or men or anything stand in her way. Man. She had a bunch of hits. Um, the first record that she had that came out was called Honky Tonk Girl. She kind of sang... <laughs> Sorry. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like they're breaking out the heavy equipment. Yeah. As we're getting into it, mm -hmm. because it was really quiet right before. Sounds we like a coal mine's above you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really adding to the ambiance. I'm living Loretta Lynn's life right mm. now. Mm. Yeah, how are those um, four kids doing, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> They're crying and hollering mm. in the back. Mm. I gotta, gotta get, get out of some water one of these days. That's right. I'm gonna I sing my way get out. Some water from the pump. <laughs> Yeah, if we could get, get this thing uh, wrapped up, I got to go churn some butter here in a second. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but she's funny. She, uh, she, like, she definitely played up and made a part of her career and her identity, this kind of backwoods girl, mm -hmm. you know. Um, she, there's a great NPR opinion piece about her. There's been a lot of really good opinion pieces that have come out over the last week um, talking about her role in country music. But NPR had this kind of cool line. She had this persona of a, a backwoods country girl, but really in reality was a really savvy businesswoman mm -hmm. and was able to play that up, you know, in her songs or in her interviews when she needed to. And she definitely recognized the value of, quote, channeling a backstory. Yeah. You know, as a lot of great artists do, if you, if you got something that's that's saleable or that people, you know, really relate to. And it's authentic. Know, play that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It certainly wasn't, uh, you know, a put on. But she knew when to play it up. She right. wasn't. She wasn't just pandering like Bo Burnham likes to say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The other thing that she kind of became known for was writing these songs, and and she did write and co-write most of her songs, um, which is kind of different than a lot of other uh, artists in, of her generation. But she never called herself a feminist or really identified with the feminist movement. But the nature of the songs that she wrote and the ones that she chose to sing um, kind of exemplified the virtues of, of being a strong woman, being independent, doing what you want to do, and not letting men or anybody walk all over you, for that matter. Right. You know, I believe she was a self-identified Republican. I think she was a Trump supporter. But none of that really matters because the, the voice and the identity that she left um, over decades in the music business, you know, kind of speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous and controversial songs that, that she that she helped write and released in 1975 is called The Pill. Hmm. It's about contra contraception. That's right. Um, which caused, I mean, it caused a ruckus in Nashville. Um, RCA, which was her label at the time, refused to release it for like three years or something like that until there was enough pressure and they released a single version and it did well enough that RCA was like, all right, we got to put this thing out. But country music radio stations, dozens of them, um, would refuse to play it. Boycott it and the yeah. song is not really like promoting the values of contraception. It's more like an option. I it's have an option, option too yeah. now as, as, as a woman, like mm -hmm. the, the man doesn't have the, the full say in this. So anyway, I wanted to play a little bit of this song. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's called the pill. You and me and dine me when I was your girl. Promised if I'd be your wife, you'd show me the world. But all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house, cause now I've got the pill. 
All these years I've stayed at home While you had all your fun And every year that's gone by Another baby's come There's gonna be some changes made Right here on Nursery Hill You set this chicken your last time Cause now I've got the pill This old maternity dress I've got Is going in the garbage There you go. Wow. There you go. So, yeah, uh, not much more to say. She's yeah, She put her stamp all over the country music and music landscape. She had three Grammys. She got a Presidential Medal, Medal of Freedom, uh, the Kennedy Center Honors, um, and a whole whole long list of, of people who and artists who respect her and uh, love what she did and, and followed in her wake. Uh, Lucinda Williams, Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgraves, Maren Morris. She even mm-hmm. cut an album with Jack White. Did you know that um, oh, yeah. Wow, that the White Stripes dedicated uh, one of their albums to her? No. Which yeah, one? Jack White was a huge fan. I can't remember oh. which one. Well, yeah, uh, that, that's how I actually heard of her. I was, oh, sorry. You know, uh, white, white, white Blood Cells. Okay. That's like an yeah. early one. But yeah, Van Leer Rose, I think, was the name of the album. And then they won a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. He, he cut that with her. And, yeah. And uh, sang a couple songs on there with her. I think he kind of, you know... He saw his opportunity as like uh, as he was getting more and more known, and decided, "Hey, I'm gonna like kind of not resurrect this woman's career, but just kind of yeah. just put yeah. her in the limelight hey, again, expose her to a new audience." Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. And like, I, I think for him, he wanted he wanted to have that mojo as well. Uh, he said something pretty interesting though about her. Um, one quote: Loretta used to say, "To make it in the business, you either had to be great, different, or first. And she thought that she was just different, and that's how she made it. But I think she was all three of those things, and there's plenty of evidence to back that up too. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool nice. thing to say. Nice. I like that. I yeah. like that. So when so I'm sorry, one question. You said that she was yeah. thirty when she when she started her career. Was I mean, was did she grow up with music? Like was she writing that during that during her her twenties, aside from raising the ultimately six kids? Yep. Like what was the Apparently apparently her husband played a little bit of music and bought her a guitar. Earlier in their med- in, in their marriage, mm. and something sparked. Wow! You know? And she had a good voice and went a whole, won a whole bunch of talent shows. And um, I, I, from what I know, it was kind of a slow grind getting to actually a national audience. But yeah, it's just something that she uh, she fell into. What a great story! Yeah, man. Mm. And she's kind of like um, I don't know. I mean, everyone wants to talk about Dolly Parton, right? I mean, she would say like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. A uh, not a colleague, but a uh, peer. A peer. Would you say she has like more of an authentic thing? Like, what's the difference between like Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton? Would you say? Well, that's an interesting one. I, I mean, I Dolly definitely had more of a crossover pop appeal, you mm-hmm. know, for sure. And you know, definitely did more, especially in the '80s, you know, to kind of to kind of kindle her pop career. But you know, I don't think anyone oh. would say Dolly Parton or was it? I was going to say contemporary. That's the uh, that's contemporary. The word I was ah, for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't think anyone would say Dolly Parton isn't authentic. You know. No, she had no, and I'm not trying to claim that. As well, I, I just it's kind of like it's just a different flavor. It's yeah, a strong yeah, sense I, of self, right? I mean, they both knew who they were, oh, and, yeah. and and that yeah. was that was part of their appeal. Yeah, I think Loretta Lynn played into the country bumpkin, right? You know, aspect of her personality. Daughter, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and she had the six kids to back it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, y'all don't believe yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> Loretta Lynn, you will be missed. Thank you for everything. I just want to close things out with another one of my favorite songs of hers. And then, this song is great. It's called Fist City. Ooh. Fist? Which, which could be like a Pantera lyric or something. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> or a Tool song. <laughs> or a Tool song. Yeah. <laughs> Intense. <laughs> but it's great. We'll miss you later, Adelaide. Thanks. Uh, you've been uh, making your brags around town that you've been uh, loving my man. But the man I love when he picks up trash, he puts it in a garbage can. And that's what you look and what I see is a pity You better close your face and stay out of my way If you don't want to go to this city If you don't want to go to this city You better detour around my town Cause I'll grab you by the hair of the head And I'll lift you off of the ground I'm not a saint, my baby's a saint Cause he ain't in that he won't Don't oh, mess with Loretta, with Loretta. Oh, no thank you. All righty, Mr. Klein. Yes, what you sir. got for us, buddy? Well, um, I think it was two episodes ago, I, uh, I brought up that we hadn't heard from King Gizzard in a little, a little while. And um, one of those things where I should have I should have gone ahead and Googled that. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like uh, a, a couple, about a week or two before I, I had that, we had that conversation, they had announced that they would actually be releasing three more albums all in October. Um, okay. so as you do, as you, yeah, this is, yeah, this is normal. Uh, so, and that's on top of the two that they released earlier this year. So we got our first one. Uh, this album is called, uh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe you don't have this one just ready to roll off the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I know. I know. So th- th- this, uh, then the first one, which came out on the seventh, uh, is called ice, death, planets, lungs, mushrooms, and lava, mm. which is, uh, <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Um, yeah. We actually, in this Ice 5 uh, track that we listened to uh, a couple weeks ago uh, is, is the second track on this. They did something pretty cool with this, with this album, though. But I would like to, I'd like to kick off with, um, with track number one, uh, which is Mycelium.
Yeah, yeah. So here is the premise for this album. Um, and, and one thing I've also, I think, started to realize is that so much of, um, so much of their, uh, their albums that they put out are creative concepts that they use to make the songs that are, that are part of it. So what they did for this album is they went into the studio and they had a beats per minute figured out ahead of time mm-hmm. and a mode. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, which is a music term that we'll get into in a minute. Um, and they basically jammed for 45 minutes or so. Uh, they had a, 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 a shared Google Doc that they would all contribute lyrics to. Um, and each, uh, each of the seven tracks on this album are a different mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just listened to Mycelium. I have no idea which mode that is. Um, and the more I thought about this, the more I realized I, I, need, I need clarification on this, guys, because I'm a drummer. And um, uh, modes I know are something that guitarists work on because they correspond to patterns. Is that a, is that an accurate statement? I'll, I'll, I can get into it. But it's not just guitarists for sure. Um, sure, I, I, I know. But yeah, you guys, yeah. being guitarists, have a better idea of what modes are. Was my point than, than yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's it's definitely an important uh, musical theory um, concept. Cool. So useful, we've got so. the one thing I do know is that like ionic is like your major, right? Well, Ionian, yes, Ionian. Ionian is your major. Is that a correct statement? Yes. Okay. What are these other ones? Uh, What's the the deal with modes? I'm happy to hop in here because I've had to teach modes. I've had to learn modes, you know, (laughs) Uh, but but, uh, I've had to teach them a lot. it's kind of and a I'll dense... just put myself in automatic mode. I mean, you know, Jay, feel free to <laughs> hop in here at any point. Um, but before you or, before you understand modes, you have to understand what a scale is. Okay. Okay. And scale is a, probably a far more common term that mm-hmm. we hear. Um, yes. I have a keyboard here. Can you can you guys hear this? You hear that? Perfectly. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, the most basic scale that even little babies know is like this one. Right? Right. That's a major scale. Right. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the way that that scale is structured, okay, so we we could think of it as a a few few different ways. This is the C major scale because it starts on the note C. This is C. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, from here... You can kind of imagine the rest of In your mind, you could even imagine the whole rest of the scale. If I give you the starting note. Right. Okay? I could give you a different starting note, like D. And then you could... Yeah. Right? Same scale, right. different key. Okay. okay? Now, so what I've figured out is that rather than... You know, and people want to memorize all 12 keys, all of the major. But really, it boils down to a pattern of intervals. Yeah. Okay? Intervals okay. being like the space between notes, or like how far a key on a piano is to another key. Yeah. Which, or like yeah, which is a, that, that I do understand. The, right. Like the major scale. Yeah, cool. So there's a pattern to the major scale. Okay. Okay? So you start on a note, mm-hmm. and you go up what's called a whole step. Right. That's a whole step. Mm-hmm. It's It's called a whole step because... It's two of those half Half steps, right? right? So you have half steps and whole steps. There's more intervals than that, but we'll keep it just simple to this. A half step is also represented by one fret on the guitar. Okay. So a whole step would be two. 
Yep. Right? So you can just play a note on the guitar, any note, and go up two frets, and you'll get the second note of that major scale. You understand? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's just a whole step up. Yep. So now we're going to finish out the sequence of intervals. So here's C, whole step, that's D, another whole mm-hmm. step, E, mm-hmm. now half step. Okay. Another whole step to G, another whole step to A, another whole step to B, and finally another half step to resolve on the octave. Octave is the eighth note. Mm-hmm. That's where octave comes from. Okay. All right. So the sequence there was whole, whole, half, whole, pull, whole, half. Got it. That, I believe, is like such an important thing to understand. Because that's what that's when you can start to understand modes. Okay, now modes are constructed from scales. You can't have a mode before a scale in, 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 in this sense. So where I'm going with this, okay, is you have our major scale. Whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half. But you could take that pattern and just scooch it over one um, one interval and start and basically say, okay, instead of this, I'm going to start here on the second note, but I'm going to keep all the notes the same. Mm-hmm. So it's the same pattern, but you're starting at a different spot. Exactly. I just scooched uh, over one spot. Same pattern or, or same original notes, but you're starting. On same the original spot. notes. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's the same sequence of intervals, but I've, I'm not starting on the first jump anymore. I'm starting on the second jump. So instead of whole, whole, half, <laughs> yeah. whole, 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 half, I'm going whole, half, whole, 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 half, whole. And now that original. Now you're back to your starting yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, do you see what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. how, many different, how many different times could I do that for a major Seven. scale? Yeah, and, that's, that, and so that's how you get... That's how you get the seven songs, the seven modes. So it never deviates from the, there's going to be two whole steps and a half step, and then three whole steps and a half step, just yes. in different arrangements or different starting points. Yes, exactly. And you can't, those like, are your you can't like flip-flop them. But even though it might appear that way, you know, okay. but it really it's still just that sequence just starting at different points. The thing I think that's always gotten me confused about this is for whatever reason, it's always shown as... Here's uh, Ionian uh, yeah. mode in C, starting on C, and yeah. then the Dorian mode starting on C, and the key signature is B flat, and that okay. always got me like messed up. But well, I, or, or, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. So, so the or reason F, for rather, F, right? So the reason for that is because here's our going. We always go back to our. So that's the fancy word. The mode, the modal term is Ionian, right? Mm-hmm. That's another way of saying major scale. Okay, when you take that sequence of intervals throw it over one and then you get to dorian mm-hmm. that's the second mode but that i just started it on d so what happens there is like d dorian is a mode of c major it's the second mode okay yeah and because you go d e because there's a half step because you're on the second well d e is a whole step but then e to f is a half step got it okay yeah right so now you can take that new pattern that Dorian pattern, and then you can apply that. You could start that on C. Yeah. And then, but then reverse engineer which key signature you happen to find yourself. Right, in. right, right. Got it. Yes, exactly. So every mode of C, which of there's seven, and 
Castorian. This is Phrygian. Mm-hmm. Lydian. Mixolydian. Aeolian, which is also the minor. And then finally Locrian. So Aeolian is the minor. Yeah, Aeolian is the natural minor. Okay. Um, but when I play it like that, I just I kept playing the same notes. What's actually more interesting, I would say, is to compare them from the same root. Like here's C major. Yeah. But here's C Dorian. So I'm taking the Dorian sequence of intervals, but I'm still starting on C. That's Dorian. Yeah. There's a flat third and a flat seven. Something that Gizzard uses all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and I can keep going. This will be Phrygian. Okay. Lydian is one of my favorites. You know? Like it's, uh -huh. But it's all... Which is like G major, right? Because it's like the major fifth? Yeah, it, it is G major. You... Um, Yes, the G, G major is uh, the time. The uh, key signature there is uh, just one sharp. Right. And Lydian is interesting because it's the only one where you actually sharp a note. Okay. Rather than then reflecting as a flat and bring yeah. them down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could keep going just to finish it up. Here's C mix Lydian. That's the flat seven, and then here's the minor Aeolian. And then finally, Locrian. Yeah. So each of these seven modes are, are like a different vibe, mm -hmm. you know? And they each yield a different chord, you know? And so yeah. now playing around with all that, it takes a, it takes a while. But, it, you know, that, those are just the seven modes of the major scale. Now, you, yeah, might, gonna... you might say, what about the modes of the minor scale? Well, the minor scale was a mode of the major scale, so you already have those. Okay. Right? You, they're not going to yield new modes because it's, they're already modes of each other. Right? The major wow. scale has a relative minor scale that's the same notes. Mm -hmm. So even if, if you were to take a minor scale and get the seven modes of that, you would end up with the same ones as its relative major. So... I know it gets a lot, it gets pretty complicated, a little technical there, but that's how these modes are constructed. And basically you're, you're saying, okay, you know, if, if they were like, all right, today guys, if King Gizzard's like, all right, the BPM is 120 and we're playing in C mixolydian. Mm -hmm. That means you have a C, D, E, F, G, A, but you have to play B flat. You can't play this one. You can't play B natural. So that kind of yields like a, that kind of chord, as opposed to this kind of chord. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, the great songwriters and composers—they don't—they uh, don't have to just like stay. You don't have to just stay in one mode. Of course not. You, you know, do whatever you, you want you, with this. Yeah, you know, and and. But it's a very important thing, I think, to master before you can play certain kinds of music. Cool. cool. You know, uh, you don't need to know all the seven modes to be a great blues guitarist. Or a great pop singer, Hallelujah. you know. <laughs> but if you want to play, but if you want to play like jazz standards, um, and I think if you want to be like a, a real music producer, you, should, you really should know this stuff because it's a great tool. Yeah, 
you know, to, to really say, what a great oh, way to you, think about melody, right? Melodic. Yeah. And, and harmony too, mm-hmm. you know, um, and being able to say, oh, okay, well, you know, since, since we're, we're on this chord, here are my options, you know, yeah. because you'll, you get into the, this other thing, right? Where you have other scales besides the major scale that you can draw seven modes out of. Ooh. So there's something called the harmonic minor, and you can pull seven modes out of that. And there's wow. something called the melodic minor, and you can pull seven modes out of that. And when you get that, that part, that's when you start to hear what a lot of these advanced modern jazz players are doing. They're barring wow. modes from other, not more Com- advanced or sophisticated, but it's just, you know, a little, not, it's not based on do, re, mi, fa, sol, ti, do anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of next level. But, but you really, it starts with that basic thing. So, and I also have a, uh, like a PDF that I put together for my students. If anybody wants to take a look, we could probably like link it on the... If you want to forward that to me, I'll, yeah. I'll upload it and we can, we can link it in the show notes. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's easier too with like a, a keyboard that you can see to be yeah. able to visualize some of these things. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a very interesting uh, concept that King Gizzard did. I bet there's yeah. one or two members that are still confused about modes. <laughs> I think it's the drummer. Um, I, I, actually, I, have, I have two short clips. If, if, if we it. have time, we could, we could hear different songs if you want to. I'm not going to be able to tell what, what mode it is, but if, if you want to, if you have a guess at it, maybe we can, we can do that. Um, let me see. What's the first one I got there, Jay? Uh, Magma. Magma. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know if that was the right portion. I thought maybe with the bass early on it would be helpful, but I could tell they were changing keys so quickly that. Well, they weren't really. Oh no. No. What do you got? They're kind of all, they're just jamming in like basically like a D Phrygian. Uh, wow. It seems cool. like, or even right. Locrian. So that kind of sounded like that to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. It's possible maybe, that somebody one more, one more out Jay, and then I'm, I'm good. I promise. I yeah. promise. And, I, and this, will be, this will be. I won't do any music theory for a couple episodes. <laughs> I, um, I love it. I, I love do it. too. I, love I absolutely it. love it. <laughs> let's let's give a listen to. Well, we listen to magma. Let's listen to lava. Funny enough, it sounds like Ethlidian to me. I was wondering if the if the beginning letter of the songs might indicate the mode, but um, but I don't know no, for I, certain because I don't have a D. I think they just did them in order of the tracks. So oh, really? Icilium is Ionian, Ice Five is Dorian, Magma is Phrygian, like you oh I alluded see. to, and then Lava is Lydian. 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 Oh yeah, so. beautiful. 
Anyway, yeah, cool. I mean, this it, it's it, it's interesting, and I, I could see why they would. If you're basically saying, "Hey, we're just going to jam and we're just going to write," here are our limits. We have to come mm-hmm. up with something. It's like basically saying, "Here, here, you hear this? Here are the colors you get." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I it's def- funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Neely, that uh, YouTube guy, yes, has done a couple cool collaboration videos over the past year, where he just gets a whole bunch of uh, music YouTubers and says, "Okay, write a song in using Locrian, but make it happy." Right. You know, like oh. with a very specific like objective, mm-hmm. like, like a that. mood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A um, mood and mode. That, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> they, they're interesting to me because like I understand the technical details. Like I could explain to you what a mode is, mm-hmm. but my issue is always like, how do you use this in like pract- in a practical sense? So hearing stuff like this and, um, and watching videos like that kind of help a little bit. I'm still not. Yeah there i'll leave you guys with one last thing that actually i saw gary burton do at a master class okay um which is he takes the modes and then he like organizes them in order from brightest to darkest huh and brightest being lydian which has like a sharp four so let me just play just for reference that's our major scale the lydian mode if these are all going to start on c but the lydian sounds like this So that's that's like the one jarring like difference, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you play them like this, like this is Lydian. And now Ionian. This is our major, our normal major scale. Now mix Lydian. That has the flat seventh. I don't know if you heard that. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Then Dorian, which has two flats. You keep adding flats. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So each time I went through, I I flatted one more note. You're getting darker and darker. Well, yeah, but like think about it. Like as a composer, it's like, all right, I have these seven modes to pick from. You can move the key around all you want, but like it's really modes are gonna help you. Like a flavor. Like, yeah, like how yeah, how dark do you want to get? Mm. You know, and so that's kind of when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Super cool. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Greg, and thank you, King yeah. Gizzard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. <sighs> Two weeks. Man. Two weeks. All right. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to see them soon. Yeah, yeah buddy. Oh, that's yeah. what you meant. I was like, it's been two weeks since I last talked about King Gizzard. Yeah. What else? <laughs> <laughs> and it will be another two weeks. <laughs> it sure will. Yeah. And we'll probably have two more albums at that point. Yeah. That's right. So man. awesome. All right. Oh, well, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that that yeah, exploration of music theory. I appreciate it. Greg uh, Glorious. Yo. Uh, still a uh, still a uh, crazy schedule and all that. Yeah. Fly, flying around. Still um, playing the music. Yep. Playing okay. the music. All right. Got to go to New Orleans and had an, a day off. That was fun. Oh, nice. French, went down to Frenchman Street. Saw some. Yeah. Saw some great stuff, and then played in Jackson, Mississippi. Is this um, the Brazilian? This was uh, <laughs> no the other band. Uh, <laughs> this was with the with the Red Knots. The Red Knots. Excellent attempt. Oh, Red the Red Knots. Okay, he says yeah, that's right. it. That's oh. good. We want Jelly Willie. We want Jelly Willie. Just embrace it. Jelly Willie. <laughs>
Well, they love you. Funny enough, there's an obscure Simpsons characters Facebook group that I belong to. And someone found a Red Knots flyer and put us posted on there and saying, we don't want Chili Willy. <laughs> and like, sure enough, the comments flo- you know, flooded in. I, I actually went on there and I was like, hey, who first five to reply, get a free comp ticket to this show. <laughs> it's funny, though. Well, because not. Maybe he just meant not and don't. That's, that's but not everybody was hating. You know, some yeah. of them were just like, hey, hey, we're just trying to have a good time, narc. <laughs> yeah. it, has to be like, it has to be Simpsons quote. Um, so, but anyway, we did uh, Jackson, Mississippi. We did uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And we did um, uh, Dallas, or it's called the, Co- the Colony. It's a suburb of Dallas, literally called The Colony. Wow. There's, a, huh. there's a really nice venue there called Lava Cantina and an STP uh, tribute that lives down there called Unglued, and nice. they've opened up yeah. for uh, for us a few times. And Jay, they have the guy brings this Marshall that is just unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> it's like a J, J. I don't know. It's it's like it's it's before. I think it's a JMP. It's it's what came before the eight hundred, the JCM eight hundred. Okay. You know. Damn. Um. Oh. Hello. All right. okay. <laughs> we have a guest all of a sudden. It's my flooring guys. They're calling if you want to replace your floors at your <laughs> Flooring office. guys calling. Floor's done. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're done already. Um, it's okay. It's okay. So anyway, it, it was a good time. Uh, but heading back out, I'm actually going to be uh, probably not too far from y'all this yeah. week. I'm playing in Lancaster. Oh, yeah. um, there's Lancaster, there's some, huh? some, inco- some East Coast dates coming up here. Yeah. Performing uh, for the Amish. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I always end up out there. Uh Millersville, Pennsylvania, Hopewell, Virginia, oh, yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina, Pulaski, Virginia. Yeah, so it's going to be another run. Sweet. And, uh, you know, just making it happen. Sweet. Um, trying to keep my pedal board from falling apart. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, it, I also made it back to L.A. just in time on Sunday to catch Mashuga at the Hollywood oh. Palladium. Nice. Yeah, How which was, was pretty rad. It was very cool. I mean, I've seen them enough times that it doesn't like the initial shock of seeing them is like sadly not there anymore, you know. But I, it's it's almost like nostalgic for me at this point just to see them and be like. But there's always a moment. There's always a moment where I'm watching them going like, I cannot believe those guys are making that sound. I, I really, I, they <laughs> are on my list of like bands I need to see. They it really is are. so sick, dude, and they just keep getting better, you know. So I definitely was, it, it, it you know. Very much enjoying uh, seeing them, and we're really lucky to have those guys. Because, <laughs> and it, I think it's we're really lucky because metal would be very bad if it wasn't for them. If, if there wasn't that standard, because they just hmm. kill everybody else. Like nobody can mm-hmm. do what you know anything. Like even Tool, like got you know love Tool. You know mm-hmm. these guys like make like they eat Tool for breakfast. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like not even funny. It's bad for the teeth, but yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing against Tool and I, and you know, we we've heard the Bill Burr clips, you know, and Dan, and Danny Carey shows up and like, "Oh my god," you know, like so. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um very good time. So, but I I also wanted to talk about uh someone that I know we all appreciate. I saw a very cool article on Bandcamp, an interview mm-hmm. about Mike Patton Oh, and uh, you know this this article goes through his entire like forty year career. So we don't, you know, it's a lot to go. It's a lot to go through. I was gonna play a clip of one of my favorite uh, songs of his from a project called Tomahawk. 
Um, yeah. let's, let's fire up this clip if you're not familiar with Mike Patton. You might recognize his voice, you might not. Uh, this is Captain Midnight. Wake up. super heavy right at that moment yeah so yeah this is a cool this is a cool article though yeah man so i didn't you know i didn't mean to give you guys too much homework here but no I y'all know y'all are y'all are familiar with mike Patton. Mm-hmm. oh yeah so just just to break it down in case for folks who may not know him at all um he he was the singer not the original singer in faith no more but he was the one that ended up becoming known with them Mm-hmm. Uh, so Faith No More, like, you want it all, bet you can have it. That's my right, Patton. Right. That's how most people have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And if you listen to that track, he does a lot of characters on that song alone. Yes. Despite all this 40, this 40-year career, if you had to play someone one Mike Patton song, I'd, I'd have to, it'd have to be epic by Faith No More. Yeah, sure. Um, but he's go, he did so much else. His original uh, band, Mr. Bungle, you might have heard of, they're mm-hmm. like a genre-defying, very Zappa-influenced yep. metal band. That blew my mind when I heard that in high school. Um, Scared the crap out of me. It's, it is freaky it? at times. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. But it, the it, playfulness it, was a counterbalance for me. No, yeah. it's the uh, album art. Yeah, there's their the, second uh, album. Yeah, it's okay. just some creepy clown stuff. Yeah, it looked like. No, no, no. This is the second one. The one with like. Uh, it looks like the Dolly Eye. Oh yes. I know the whole thing just looks like a David Lynch fever dream and kind of mm-hmm. sounds like it too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Disco Volante, is that the? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So anyway, he's got so much stuff. He has his own record label. Um, so th- there were other bands like Phantomus, which has Dave Lombardo, yeah. the drummer from Slayer, and King Buzzo from the Melvins. I don't know. Uh, Faith No More ended up kind of getting back together after some time off. He did a, he's got a hardcore band called Dead Cross, uh, Tomahawk, I already mentioned. Lots of different side projects. It goes on and on. Um, He's also, I think he might have like collaborated with Bjork. You know, he's he's out there. Um, He's done a lot of collaborations. Yes. yes. He was even involved in a Serge Gainsbourg tribute show Mm. at the Hollywood Bowl with Black. Look that up if you're a Serge Gainsbourg fan. Um. <laughs> Which honestly is funny because the, the one thing I'll say about Mike Patton that from 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 my standpoint is his 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 personality when he's at least when he does interviews is is kind of it's very aggressive and sometimes caustic, yeah. um, but but then he does all of these collaborations with all these different artists, so it, it, it must be um, must be easier to work with than he is to talk to. 
<laughs> Perhaps. It depends, I think, in which project and how it's going. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but um, I think that there's a, a certain amount of interest in him right now because he actually took some time off, like quarantine, I think, really messed with him. Mm-hmm. He said at first, like, oh, this is going to be great. I have a home studio. I, I, you know. But then he got to that point where he's like, I, like I, now I'm like officially afraid of going out into the world. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so he had to cancel some dates, but I think he's he's better now. But he had kind of like a mental, sure, uh, a mental breakdown. A little Broke bit. his like pattern, his cycle. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jay, what, what what are your thoughts on Mike Patton? I just think you know you were talking about him doing the different characters just in that one song, epic, um, which is absolutely true. But I mean, like his entire career to me is just a series of characters. Mm-hmm. Right. Every single song sounds different, and it's really. For me, it's 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 almost hard to hear what Mike Patton's like true voice is if there is one. Right. Um, yeah. But I just think that's really cool. You know, it's some it's kind of akin to like what a Tom Waits does. You know, always putting on a character, always talking in, in a different register, singing in a different register, and it, it's it's easy to say, but it's a really hard thing to do professionally. You know, and oh yeah. To sing convincingly in, in a bunch of different styles, mm-hmm. I've just always really appreciated that about him. Right cool. on, yeah, and I think that his w- willingness to explore every genre of music that exists is something that I always appreciated about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. So anyway, I don't have a lot more 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 to say about Mike Patton. I just saw this article and I thought, hey, you know, the dudes. You too. Uh, appreciate this guy. And, uh, you know, he, we've talked about him once on the show, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think we were talking about Tomahawk, in fact. Right, because they had put out a new album. And, uh, you know, which Tomahawk, usually his side projects involve someone else that I'm interested in. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Tomahawk, for instance, has the drummer from Helmet and Battles, this guy John Stanier. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, and so... Anyway, it's 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 really cool to to uh, see what those guys are up to, um, and kind of get. He's kind of a beacon of art rock, you know. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. true art rock. He also even played with that band, uh, Naked City. You ever heard of that stuff? Mm-hmm. Is that uh, John Zorn? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. really out. Zorn. You know? yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, I and think, Bill Frizzell. Yeah. Uh, I think he was doing that when we were in high school. Because yeah, I, I do remember right, Zorn and yeah Zorn and Patton, and it was like oh, that's going to be freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, he also he collaborated with uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh really? Um, wow. With Dub Trio. Um, he, I mean, he's just yeah, it's endless. This guy's. Um, I, I I met one person in the Baltimore scene. He used to work back at Fletcher's. Jay, mm-hmm. you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, of course. This dude was like <clears throat> one of the managers, and one night after. Like during loadout or whatever, we got to talking, and someone brought up Mike Patton, and this guy Jeff was like, "I can't stand Mike Patton, man. I used to, I, I was on a tour once, and I had to room with him." And we were like, "You did?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." He was screaming into a microphone in the bathroom at like four in the morning. I like, t- I'm trying to sleep, you know. <laughs> wow. Like, God, this guy just can't turn it off. Yeah. Never stops, no. So, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 got a controlled uh, manic. Something I don't know. He, he is he's he is a character in and of himself. Yeah, I'll also say this: despite all that, this he sounds like a total crazy psychotic mess, but he really presents himself nicely. He's got like the slick back hair. 
he's got that drip you know that's right <laughs> he's really he really is like he, he kind of has a well you can't argue with his productivity no but i'm all, i'm talking about his straight up you know fashion sense and style you know <laughs> like he he, he kind of as someone you know for someone who's that n- nuts you know quote unquote on on his records he actually I, like i've always found his style to be kind of uh right in line with with that i for, for whatever yeah uh, kind of crazy looking. Yeah, <laughs> not like also, wild hair, crazy looking. Like, careful, this guy just yeah, don't let him into yeah. schools, kind of a thing. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Mike Patton, but yeah. please don't come near my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, awesome. go 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 listen to his stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's a really cool article too. It, it really, when you see it all on paper, all the stuff he's done. Yeah. Um, and for how long he's been doing is is really cool to see. Yeah. And it's still even like just a tip of the iceberg. You know, they, they, they give you like 10 clips from different bands and it's really not nearly enough to get the scope of. Yeah. And he's only replying he's to those clips specifically because they kind right. of set it up and then he gives a thought about that specific project. But yeah, yeah so it doesn't at all cover the scope of, of what he's done. Right. But in any case, Mike Patton, he's a beast. Go check him out. If you don't yeah, know it. Indeed. If you don't know, yeah. now you know. Sweet. All right. all right, boys. Well, I got to go check on the floor. See how that's doing. Checking my daughter, make sure she's still taking a what nice if, nap. I don't know how she's doing that. What if somebody wants to get a hold of us, though? Well, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, We're okay. wrapping up. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> but before we before we go, uh-huh. Greg, could you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, please? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email, ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I've just been listening while we were talking about Meshuggah. It sounds like my flooring guys are, are real big fans of Meshuggah. It's only yeah. four, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a really slow four. I saw a good meme that said, you know, all music is in 4-4 as soon as you stop counting it like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <Yeah. laughs> Perfect. Oh, lovely. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, gentlemen, we'll see you back here next week. All right. Thank you, Peace. guys. Later, boys.